Hello and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. Morning church. Morning. 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 That, that song is just amazing, isn't it? More than you can think or imagine. It's, it's incredible. Just those little words should make you sit back later on this afternoon and just meditate on those little, little words. More than you can think or imagine, our God can deliver. And I'm preaching today from 1 Timothy, Timothy 4. So that's 1 Timothy 4. So if we can get that up on the screen, or I can read it from the Bible. Okay, the old-fashioned way. One Timothy four. Now the spirits, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies of hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. But every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But reject profane old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. For the body exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that is, that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For to this end we both labour and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Saviour of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. Let no one despise your, your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. Give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. 
The letters that Timothy wrote, Timothy wrote here were to, sorry, the letters that, that Timothy received were written by Paul the Apostle. And were to, and this is our, can we take those slides, please? Get some feedback. Thank you, perfect. And were one of two letters that you can find in the Bible, namely called Timothy 1 and Timothy 2. You can read about Paul and Timothy when they met together in the book of Acts and the mission and the journeys that they went on together. You can say that Paul was almost like a spiritual father to Timothy. He encouraged him. He wanted to bring forth everything that God had put in, inside of him. And Timothy loved Paul. Their relationship flourished as you can read in the scriptures. Paul became an example to Timothy. He invested time into him. And you can see how much Paul values Timothy in this particular scripture. Timothy would have seen amazing things, moves of God in the book of Acts. His faith would have increased dramatically from all those times that he would have spent with Paul, walking, preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul is reminding Timothy what he's experienced and how to hold on to the fast and solid foundation of Jesus Christ. What I want to concentrate on this morning is how do we stir each other up? How do we become each other supporters and stir each other up in the body of Christ? This is exactly what Tim, uh, Timothy is receiving from Paul. If we look at 1 Timothy 4 in particular, Paul spends an, an amazing amount of time in the short period of a few words, emphasizing some of the key things that he wants Timothy to understand. He starts off to say, let no one despise your youth. Church, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young or old, God sees you as who you are. Time is in his hands. The Bible says that a day in the Lord's eyes is a thousand years. Time and age is irrelevant to what God can do in your life. Hmm. Be an example to believers. When I was putting this together last week, it was interesting that the Lord was drawing me into a situation where it was saying, look, church, we've got to be believers building each other up and being examples to each other first so we can go into the world and show them who we are on that sort of foundation of Jesus Christ. It's encouraging Paul to be examples to believers. Guys, we've got to be examples to each other. If we can't be examples to each other, how can we be an example to the world? We need to operate, as it says, based on the word of God, in conduct of love, in the spirit of God, in faith and in purity. He says the word of God is not the opinion of man, but the solid foundation of the word of God. Paul's asking us to look at our conduct to each other. In other words, how do you behave to each other in the church? Are you building each other up? Or are you tearing people down? Love, as we've heard in the, in, in, in the service this morning already, without the love of God, we are just like clanging cymbals. 
It is so important that the love of God is the solid foundation of what we are to be and we are to work from. Give attention to exaltation and to the doctrine. Paul is emphasizing that we should be thinking about who we are based on the temple that's within us. The word of God is exactly what we should be doing. How many, how many of the errors that we commit as Kev preached last week, what are we doing with our time? How much time do we spend reading the word of God? And through that, do you actually understand who you are in the body of Christ? Children of God, that's who we are, saved in the blood of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. But what I want to unpack this morning is in verse 14. I'm just going to read it again. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Church, this morning, I want, to ask you, I want to ask you, what is the gift of God that is in you? What is the gift of God that is in you for the benefits of the edification of yourself and the church members around you? It deserves time to think about that. In Paul's second letter to, in, in, to Timothy, Paul reminds Timothy to stir up the gift of God, which is in him. It's interesting how Timothy is being reminded twice within succession, do not forget what is in you, do not forget what God has put in you, it is so important. You need to be stirred up. Maybe sitting there this morning thinking, what is the gift of God? What did God give me? How do, how do I operate? How do I fit into the body of Christ? I think we all go through our walk with God, sometimes questioning. Where am I meant to be? Where am I going, Lord? What is stirring this morning? What is stirring in my heart this morning? I met a guy a few months ago. And he said to me, he says, Matthew, he says, he feels like the Lord is stirring you to a point like a gravy. So when you stir a gravy, it becomes thicker, it becomes more intense. And I think this is what Paul was saying to Timothy here. Stir up the spirit of God that's in you. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. It is a benefit, not just to you, but the believers that exist within the church. So what is the gift that you've got? <laughs> I can give you two basic gifts that we should all be praising the Lord for. Number one, the Lord has given you the gift of salvation. In Acts 4.12 it says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name that is given to man which we must be saved through. In John 4.16 it says, Jesus says that I am the way, the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. In Ephesians, as Mark said this morning, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Not from yourself, but it is a gift from God. The gift of salvation is already in your hearts. If you're a believer this morning, I know everyone in the church, and I know we are born again Christians. But what about the second gift that God's given you? 
The gift of the Holy Spirit. He poured into your hearts, like Joel said, it will come to pass that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. What about Matthew 3.11? John's saying that, for I will baptise you with water unto, unto repentance, but he who is coming after me, speaking of Jesus, he's mightier than I, and he will baptise you in the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1.5, he says that you will be baptised in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And that's Jesus speaking to his disciples. So church, listen, you've got two gifts already that you can say, yes, Lord, I know I have the gift of salvation and I have the gift of the Holy Spirit that was poured out into my heart. That's your foundation. That's your truth. That's where you should be operating from. Don't forget those basic principles of truth. That's who you are this morning. You have the gift and the gift of the gift of salvation. And you have the gift of the Holy Spirit that is within you. Amen. But the question is, what is stirring in your heart this morning, this week? What is God stirring in you this week? Is there something that God has placed on your heart that you need to respond to? You can either stir something up or someone can stir you up. Think about it. You can stir someone up for the good of the church, or someone, or the power of God, could stir you up for the benefit of the church. Amen. And I think we know that we are being stirred to go and think about a building. But what else is stirring you up this morning personally in your heart? What is your conviction for God? What do you want to achieve for Him? What is He speaking to you about this morning? What is stirring your emotions inside of you? What is the fire that God has put into you this morning? So I look around the churches of the, of the nation. I just feel that the churches are misfiring. Why aren't we seeing growth? Why aren't we seeing an outpouring of the Spirit that we read in the Bible? Because we know our word, the, God, the, the, the word of God is true. We are misfiring. What is it, Lord, that we need to be stirred up about so we can be on fire for God instead of being misfiring for God? What is stirring in your hearts this morning? In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. You have got the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what is that fire inside of you that's burning? But listen, the body of Christ needs to be healthy. We need to make sure that we're overflowing to each other. In Thessalonians 3.12 it tells us that we should increase our love and overflow for each other. We should encourage each other and build each other up. Thessalonians 1, sorry, 5 to 5.11. In Hebrews 3.13, it says that we should be encouraging one another daily, spurring each other on towards love and good deeds, good works. When was the last time that you spurred someone on within the church? When was the last time that you prayed for someone and prophesied over someone? Like I say, you can stir up yourself, or you can stir someone else up. 
I want to encourage us this morning to think about how we can stir each other up. How we can lay hands on people and pray and ask God to prophesy and bring something so we get stirred up from the goodness of the body of Christ. In James 5.16, it tells us to pray for each other. In 1 Peter 3.8, it talks about living in harmony with each other. This is who we should be, church. A body of people that loves God and loves each other. That we build each other up so we can go into the world and make a difference. But listen, it's important to know that Jesus is the head of the church. Everything we do, everything we should be seeking, should be given to us through the Lord, through his word, through his spirit. We need to make sure that whatever we're trying to get stirred up on aligns to the word of God. We can get stirred up about so much in life, can't we? And that's just human, mate, human, uh, human, human nature. But we've got a nature inside of us, which is the spirit of God, a supernatural nature. That should be the thing that reigns in your heart this morning. The Holy Spirit. Let it rain. Let it stir up a fire within you. Listen, we have many, many members in the church. But we all report to the same God. We all report to Jesus Christ. We are knitted together for the benefit of each other. For every joint supplies something to something else. We are individuals working for the cause of the growth of the body of Christ. In Ephesians 4, it talks about that we need to be equipped talks about equipping the saints for the work of the service, to build up the body of Christ. So what's your equipping this morning? What are you adding to the building of the body of Christ? Timothy, stir up the gift of God that was in you. That's what Paul said. In Corinthians 12, 7, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It's not for just you, it's for the profit of all. For one, the word of wisdom is given. To another, the word of knowledge and faith and of healing and of miracles and of prophecy, discerning of spirits, different types of tongues and interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributed to each one individually as he wills, which is the Lord. Which is the Lord. I wonder if you've worked in the Spirit recently. Have you been gifted any of the gifts of the Spirit that I've just listed? Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healings, miracles, prophecy. Being able to discern what Spirit is good and what is bad. Maybe different types of tongues and interpretation of tongues. We've experienced some of this in this church. But guys, listen. I think the Lord wants us to say, 
He wants us to operate in his spiritual gifts. Based on the word of God, being led by the Holy Spirit, we are missing out on so much of what God can give us individually, but more importantly, for the build and the edification of church. Guys, we've got to get into this. We've got to seek the Lord and ask and knock and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, pour out your Holy Spirit upon me afresh this morning. Give me the gifts, Lord. I want the word of wisdom, of knowledge. I want to, 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 to speak into people's lives. I want to bring something from the Lord. That's what he wants us to do, church. He wants to see an increase of faith beyond all measure. As we sung just now, more than that we can think or imagine. This is what God does. He can do more than we can think or imagine. He's unlimited in his power. And he tells us where we can go to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. It's to him. It's from him. I don't know about you, but who wants to see healings galore? Who wants to experience miracles? I know what I do for myself, and I want to see that for everybody in this church. I want the Spirit of God to be poured out upon all of us to such a degree that people look from the outside in and go, oh my word, my Lord, what is it in that church that is burning so hot that everything they see and touch and speak comes to pass? It's not through man, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. This needs to be the church that we live in. This needs to be the age that we live in. The age where we expect, because we can read and see the promises of God, and through faith, we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This is what you say. This is what you promise. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay hands on people as, as Timothy received from Paul. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that the fire that should be stirring all of us this morning? Amen. The fire of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh my Lord. If you could think or imagine what that would look like next Sunday. Praise God. Praise God that he, he's in abundance. He is. Let's release him by faith into situations, into people, into circumstance. Let's bring this word to the world based on the power of the Holy Spirit that sits inside of you. You are the temple of God. I'm excited to see what he can do. <laughs> Guys, we're in a beautiful position because we win. We have him. We don't have to try and work this out for ourselves. How do we operate? How do we do this? No, 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 no. We receive. And we just do what the Lord asks us to do. We step out in faith. We speak the word of God. We listen to what the Spirit is saying to us. And we just act. Guys, you know me. I've been suffering for 13 years with a medical condition. Father, my object. I remember when I first got saved, oh my word, that was a wonderful day. And I praise the Lord that I have that gift in my heart. 
But the second thing that I praise the Lord was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. My day for me and my Lord to go forth into the world was amazing. What I received, I received this burning desire. I want to see more of what he put into me. My wife said, when I walked home, and we were both atheists, for those of you who don't know, I remember walking home and saying to my wife, crying, it's real. Amen. It's real. It's real, guys. This morning, remember that it is real. It is real. This is not some myth. It's not a book of words that someone's made up. This is real. You know it's real. Stir up the gift that is inside you this morning. Remember and recall the testimonies that God has shown you already. You've got testimonies inside of you. It is real. It's real, guys. My wife challenged me. As an atheist, we always challenge people, don't we? We challenge people every day. But what I'm trying to say, she said to me, why doesn't he heal you? And in that moment, I said, I don't care. Because what I've received, those two gifts, far outweighs anything that I'm walking into or experiencing in this lifetime. I'm not standing here to say he doesn't heal, because he, he does. I've seen it. I've prayed for people. And I've seen healing. But why not me? But it doesn't matter, because what I have in here is the testimony and the fire of God. Amen. Remember that this morning. Whatever you're walking into this week or experiencing today, remember that your body is housing the fire of God, His Holy Spirit. <laughs> so listen, church. I want us to stir each other up. This week, this month, Let's spend some time thinking, how can we stir each other up? How can we build each other up? Because we're on a mission. We're on a mission to go and preach the gospel of Christ. We're on a mission as a body of believers to build up this church. Let's stir each other up. Pray for someone. Ask God to sort of give you something for them. Words of encouragement, of wisdom, of knowledge. Just ask God, what is it that you want me to say to this person? Guys, act in faith. You never know what that message is going to do for someone. They might be sitting here today thinking, I've got these problems. You might be the message that God needs to deliver to them. But unless we act in faith and we are being used... <laughs> As Jesus Christ tells us to, we are missing out on so much, aren't we? Stirring up each other. But you know what? From that, guys, this is going to stir up your faith. Because the more you exercise your faith, the more you're going to increase, the more you're going to see. <laughs> so I'll put something down this morning, and it's so to the point, and forgive me, and I hope it comes across well. Stir up your faith, try, try again. Hallelujah. The alternative, don't try, don't try again. 
Hallelujah. Which one we're going to be, church? We're going to be a church of triers, not because we're just sort of randomly doing something thinking it might work. No. We try based on the word of God. We try based on the faith that we have inside of us. That's God working through us. He wants us to go and try. He wants us to try and experience what he can do for us. Let's try and just work what God wants us to do. Second point about stirring your own faith. As I said earlier, give testimony to each other. Man, God's got so much in you. Speak about it to each other. It can be just something simple. It builds up faith. I'll give you an example. Three years ago, do you know what? It can be three, five, ten years. It doesn't matter. Testimony is testimony. Three years ago, I was sitting on the platform at Snow Hill before COVID. And I got on the train, coming back home. And the train is always so, so busy. You can't sit down, it's standing room only, like sardines. Step onto the train, and it's full. And all of a sudden, there was a seat next to this lady. So I sat down. Putting my earphones and listening to some music. Praising the Lord from my heart. And all of a sudden, my ears pick up on the word of God from this lady. She says, I've spoken to my pastor. I'm trying to eavesdrop the listening, but I'm, my, my, my spiritual discernment is beginning to play. So I turn down my, my iPhone so I can just pick up on subtleties. And she's really anxious. And she's speaking to her boyfriend about they've taken in a refugee, illegal immigrants. And they don't want to speak to their pastor in their church because they don't know what the consequence is going to be. They're stuck. You can sense the fear in her, in her voice. She doesn't know what to do. She's in despair, she's, she's, she thought she was doing the right charitable thing by bringing in the refugee, and now they're abusing the house, and then they're taking advantage, and she doesn't know how to get out of the situation. Oh my word. So I'm just praying, Lord, wow, this is ridiculous. I've got a chair that's been gifted to me. It's full, and I'm sitting next to this lady that's obviously a, 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 a child of God, and she's in a situation. What can I say to help? And I felt the Lord say, I wish I would have put my hands. There's a scripture in the book of Matthew that just says, be anxious for nothing. No, that's not the one. I do apologise. Paraphrasing the... <laughs> The testimony. The Lord gave me something for her about the peace of God. And then the scripture about being anxious for nothing. And I, I sat there then, then thinking, oh my word, I'm feeling really anxious because the Lord's put something on my heart that I need to give to this lady, and I'm getting really anxious. How can I speak to someone that I don't know what's going on? It's a train full of people. So I'm thinking, oh my word, I've, I've got four stops before I need to get off. And I need to be faithful to God. I know he's giving me a word for this person. I need to give it to this person. 
And all of a sudden, your faith starts to rise. You start to lean into the Holy Spirit and not necessarily your own strength. And just as I get up to get off the train, I turn to, to this woman. And she stood up and I said, excuse me, I hope you don't mind, but I've heard what you've been saying. And the Lord wants to tell you the peace of God is with you. Don't be anxious for anything. And her face with tears. And she's just so, so thankful that that unlocked the anxiety in her heart. And she started to write down everything I was saying. I got off the train, and sh sh so did she. And we spent about 15 minutes talking about who she was, how she came to faith, and what I felt the Lord could. He's saying to her, I don't know what happened to that lady. I gave her my name and number. But guys, what I'm trying to say is, you don't know what you, you can do just by speaking to people in situations. Amen. It may not mean anything or make sense in your mind, but God knows what he needs to say to people. And maybe some people are so fixed upon the problem, they can't hear from God and receive what God is trying to say to them Amen. in that situation. Guys, be stirring your faith. Step out. Listen, receive, and give. That's God's system. Receive, overflow, and give. Don't keep these things for yourself. I just want to give you some scriptures. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. He says, therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to be able to prophesy. Prophecy means just to speak over someone what you think God is saying. Prophecy is a simple thing. Don't think it's a complicated word. Speak to people. Prophesy over them. Give them what you think God is trying to say based on his words. But guys, you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure that he's from God. Three basic rules around that. Does it feel right? Is it in line with the kingdom of God and his scripture? Would it, would it be something that Jesus would say? If it's not, I suggest maybe you, you keep it to yourself and maybe just seek someone who's more mature in faith and see what they think about what you feel that the Lord has said to you. You know, the Lord is saying that we should desire spiritual gifts. It says that you shouldn't quench the spirits and don't despise prophecy. And it says again, I'm going to say it again, do not neglect the gift that is in you. Meditate on these things entirely. Give yourself to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. So as we finish this morning, and as we enter into our last worship song, I want to do something which we should be doing more of. I want to encourage people to come to the front, the altar of God. I want people to pray for each other. I want you to sort of listen to what the Lord is maybe saying to you. Just speak to people. If nothing comes, just pray that you would fill that person with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Desire them earnestly. Come on, Lord. Oh, come on, church. It's time to get up. It's time to make a move. It's time to receive everything you've got from God and to use those gifts.
In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.